you know, we're the last line of defense. And really, the comedians are the last uh, the voice of truth in this whole thing. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! This is Sean Young on Outlaw Radio. <laughs> it's Robert Hayes. I'm here on Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt, a.k.a. The Weasel. We are here to drink. We're here to smoke. We're here to interrupt. You may drink. You may smoke. You may interrupt. But I'm here to... F- Live from the Lighten Up Lounge, this is Tom DeLuise saying... This is Outlaw Radio. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery at Lighten Up Lounge on Outlaw Radio. There's lots of fun, guys. Be back. Two and two. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we smoke, we drink, and occasionally we bother people who look old and weak. Hi, this is Rick Dees with Magic Matt, a.k.a. Mr. Cigar, in the Lighten Up Lounge. We drink, we smoke, we... Interrupt. You know, we're the last people to send you somewhere to watch something, but uh, watching Pierce Morgan eat that juicy steak while interviewing a vegan protester, that is some, that's some, uh, that's a must-see TV, <laughs> I gotta tell you. Remember when Pierce was a complete douchebag? I was going say, I, I, I'm yeah, a He's come around, man, over the last yeah. few years. He's more of a pragmatist, and I, uh, and I don't know if that's because he had to, but he seems like a pragmatist. Welcome back to Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt. Uh, now, if you punched it in that way into YouTube, you won't find us. Has to be specific. Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. There are a lot of fakers out there, a lot of fake Outlaw Radios. And uh, not one to boast, but we did create Outlaw Radio 20-some-odd years ago. And they have been odd years. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, well, no, I'll get, to, I'll get to Bettina in a few minutes. Evan, how are you, my friend? I, I am fairly well. I, in general, I'm well, except I love you so much that I pulled over in Searchlight, Nevada, and I'm watching rats run down a sewer from the parking lot even as we speak. You're, you're in Searchlight, huh? Well, I'm, I'm halfway between Las Vegas and Laughlin. Oh, my. So are you you're heading to Laughlin? Is that what's going on, Evan? In, 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 well, I, I'm fleeing Las Vegas, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm heading to Las Vegas. You're leaving Las Vegas. Boy, that'd be a great title for a book and a movie. Yeah, uh, yeah a little too close to home, maybe. Yeah, well, I love this I love this. Uh, Evan Douglas say it. Uh, he's a comedian, conservative speaker, but a comedian before he was a conservative speaker. And were you were you bitten by the conservative bug uh, while, while you were a kid, or were you a big old uh, lefty Democrat in your teens and... And 20s. Well, neither one, to be honest with you. I was a brain-dead liberal. Yeah. You know, I, I thought I was a liberal because I'm a New York City-born Jew in the entertainment industry. Right. So, so Democrat is simply the default factory setting for somebody born into my demographic. You bet. But it, it, but it certainly wasn't leftism, uh, and it certainly wasn't even thoughtful uh, Democratic votes. You know, it was just sort of, I knew what everybody in my demographic knows, <laughs> Democrats are good and Republicans are evil. That's it, man. And that's the way I grew up in, in our family. Same thing, Evan. And it took me years, well, in my 20s, to finally realize, well, wait, this doesn't work. And those guys aren't evil. They just want you to, to do for yourself. And, and it's not about government handouts. And do the best thing you 
can for you and your fellow man and or woman. And so that, you know, I, I guess we were turned on to this around uh, the same time. You're the author of Kindergarten of Eden, great book, How the Modern Liberal Thinks and Why He's Convinced That Ignorance is Bliss. And man, ain't that the truth. Uh, he's a he's a great writer, this Evans say it. And my buddy, who now, uh, well, talk about fleeing. <laughs> he fled Los Angeles several years ago, Patrick Albanese, to live in the Midwest, God's country, sort of. Smart uh, man. Well, depending on the town. But uh, he's the one who turned me on to Evans say it years ago. He said, you got to watch this guy. I think it was your uh, CPAC thing, right? That must have guarded you a bunch of publicity, Evan, right? More, more likely, it was the lecture I gave to the Heritage Foundation. That could have been really it. What, yeah, that's really what kicked it all off. And, and what was, was funny was I had no clue. I mean, I knew I was onto something significant, but I didn't know that when I brought it to Washington, D.C., this wasn't something everybody said over lunch. You know, because I'm hanging out in Hollywood where people don't talk about anything deep. No, uh, no, no. And then suddenly, uh, a friend of mine said, you want me to post this on this? new thing called YouTube, and I said, sure, and he went to do it, he said, do you know it already has 100,000 views? Yeah. And before it was done, it's had something closer to 3 million views, which yeah. is insane for a 47-minute wonkish lecture. Yeah, yeah. But it was a great lecture, and uh, because of that, uh, going back many, many years, Evan Sayed and I are, are now friends, and Evan is also, and I'm... It's a really loving thing to be able to say that Evan is a fan of Outlaw Radio. Uh, the the point being that he was digging Billy Vera last week on the show. Oh, nice! And he said, "So when I talked to Evan, Evan said, oh man, if you you know, if I, I wish I were there with Billy, I would have kicked out the greatest version of that Billy Joel song that you love, Vienna." <laughs> well, here, here, here's here's what happened. Now, first of all, don't don't get a big head about me being such a big fan. Okay. All right. Look, wait, 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 when, you, when you're a guy sitting in searchlight, you know, so okay. Yep. You know, you, 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 came in, you came in first. Okay. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> nice. You know, we were before the rats, you know, Evan? Actually, you, yeah, before, before the rats, plural. Um, well, most of them, not the female rats. They still get a shot. Um, okay. But, by the way, if I ever got a chance to do one of those intros like you had Gilbert Gottfried do, like you had Rick Steve do... Oh, you're not going I, to, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 mine would say, we smoke, we drink, we come to fisticuffs. There you go. Yeah, you see... More, yeah, he's seen that. He's seen that at this 1876 Virginia City yeah. Nevada-style bar. He's been witness oh, yeah. to fisticuffs back in the good old gnarly days of Outlaw Radio. Well, didn't him and Kip Adana used to have like a thing? Like, they didn't like each other. Did Kip Adana hate you, Evan, say it? No, no, Kip, Kip was, no. It, it was more of your usual regular people who, by the way, yeah. almost <laughs> all came around to our side of things. Yeah. You know? So it, it was a lot of good that did me when I went home with a fat lip. And two years later, <laughs> you know, <laughs> two years later, everybody's apologizing to me, telling me how, to me, telling me how right I was. Uh, but, yeah, we, we came to fisticuffs more than once in the third hour. Okay, listen, <laughs> listen. Uh, Evan, say it. I don't have the musical uh, backtrack for you but yeah just do us just a, a, a couple seconds of your favorite billy joel song and my favorite billy joel song vienna Okay, let, let me give you just a little, little little backstory. So I'm listening, and you're talking to Billy Vera, and you're, you're, you're denigrating Billy Joel, which I think Billy Joel 
used to be absolutely spectacular. Hold on, hold on. I have to hold on. Evan said I got to stop you right there. I was not denigrating. I was. Billy. It was Lori Downey and Jr. Billy Vera. It was from it, Long Island. It was Lori Downey Jr. No, it was not Billy Vera denigrating Billy no, Joel in me. any way, shape, or form. What? It I, was Lori Downey Jr. Let's be honest here. Who went on? That, that's what we are in this show. But you're not being honest. Billy, Billy Vera had no problem with Billy Joel he whatsoever. Did, he did not. Not even a tiny... I brought Billy Joel Not up. even a tiny bit. Okay. But Lori Downey Jr. on Long Island, not a fan of yeah. Billy Joel. Yes, right. Evan. But, 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 but the song that Billy liked was Uptown Girl, which is the crappiest of Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a doo-wop 50s-esque thing. Okay, so now I'm listening to you guys, and you're, you're talking now about this song that you love and you're, you're you are stroking it you are telling just uh, and you say oh i can't even you can't even remember the name you're I, calling it zenith yeah I, I, point. it's a metal block for me and but i love this song it's it's my favorite billy joel song by far and 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 me too so had i been there i'm telling you i would have ripped the microphone out and i would have <laughs> said that you're talking about a little song called vienna and it goes just a little bit like this all right slow down you crazy Child, you're so ambitious for a juvenile, but if you're so young, tell me why are you still so afraid? Hey, hey, hey. Where's the fire? What's the hurry? Oh man, I would have burned. Oh out. yeah, no. See, I love that song. And as I mentioned, and for some reason, Billy Vera wasn't aware of that song. But I know that Billy Vera will fall in love with that because the chords are so tasty. It really, and and if you recall, I mentioned that in one of Madison's, uh, uh, Billy Joel's Madison Square Garden performances, he said, okay, I'm either going to do Just the Way You Are, or I'm going to do Vienna. And and the, the crowd went wild for, it was overwhelming Vienna over Just the Way You Are. Because it really, well, you know, yeah. You know, you know the irony of Just the Way You Are is that as soon as that song hit number one, he left her. <laughs> is, is that right? Indeed. Indeed. And at this point, I really don't like Billy Joel any longer. It's everything I believed back when I loved uh -huh. him, I don't believe any longer. For example, who needs a house out in Hackensack? I do. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's a great diner in Hackensack. Oh, my God. A couple of a them. Diner, a uh, diner in New Jersey? Yeah. Can you imagine? Imagine such a thing. I am a huge That's, Evan. Say it. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever talked corned beef, hash, and eggs, but I am an aficionado, <laughs> my friend. Um, um, indeed, I, I, I'm with you right there. And you and you and Billy Joel have uh, have much in common. Uh, Evan was raised in a Jewish family, and so was Billy Joel. How about that? On, on Long Island. Yeah, uh, on the island of Long, your creator and star of The Right to Laugh, a night of conservative comedy. Uh, Mark C. G. Boyer and I have been to one of your performances. Performances, yep. And you're great, man. Uh, you were at the University of Rochester. You majored in political <laughs> science, English literature. This is a, uh, he's an intelligent guy and a caring guy. And he but, cares. But, well, but, 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 yes. But when a man is 62 and you're talking about where he went to college, he needs some more shit on his resume. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. You spent over 25 years writing television shows, screenplays, documentaries. And then you segued into the field of political commentary. Have you, since you took that step to the
the right and and became vocal about it. Have you had some misgivings where you thought, you know, I was making a pretty good living writing here in Hollywood, just staying quiet about my political views, and now I'm out and there's nothing I can do about it. I wish I had shut up. Uh, let me put it this way. I'm in searchlight watching rats. <laughs> okay. So that's... Uh, right. Well, Matt, wasn't he part of Bright, Breitbart's uh, team for a minute, too? Him and Breitbart had a connection somehow? We all have a connection oh, with... We were, we, we, were, we were very close. You know, people don't get this, but Los Angeles at that exact moment was actually an intellectual hub of new conservatism. Yeah, it was. There was Breitbart and, and, and obviously, you know, Breitbart News. There was Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire. There was Dennis Prager and Prager U. Right. There was an ex-girlfriend of mine and, and her organization called the American Freedom Alliance. Yeah. There was PJ Media. There were all the people from Salem. And, and so it was really a very exciting time because we, we were the vanguard. And, and by the way, don't forget AFA, uh, not AFA, um, FOA. Uh, FOA. FOA. Yeah. Yep. is my old girlfriend. Yeah. You want to hear a story? You want to hear a story about that? Evan, Evan said, yes. Different different girlfriend, but I'm doing a show uh, at, at the Laugh Factory in West Hollywood. All right? The phone number there is 323-656-something-something-something-something. All right. Well, this longtime girlfriend of mine who I lived with in West Hollywood was 323-656-something-else-something-else-something-else-something-else. Well, I kept giving out her phone number for tickets. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> By accident. I mean, it just, it just came out. You know, it was just natural. I'd given out that number so many times through the years. Yeah, before, be, before we run out of time here, you, you have a new book that you tell me is, and if you're telling me this and your heart is is into this, and I know it is, then it must, it, it's going to be spectacular. Tell me about this new tome. Yeah, and, and in some way, you know, all three of my books, you know, The Kindergarten of Eden, uh, The Woke Supremacy, and now what's uh, temporarily called uh, Dumber Than the World's Very First Caveman, uh, <laughs> all, all have basically the same theme, which is indiscriminateness, that the left does not discriminate between right and wrong, good and evil, better and worse, truth and lies. Uh, in this new book, I began to investigate God, you know, just the scientific arguments. Because there's only two possibilities, and they're both sort of ridiculous. Either there's this super being from outside of our ability to know who created the universe, or the universe came from nowhere and nothing. Right. Both of them are long shots, to say the least, but one of them is true. True. And so I began to research just what is the actual science behind atheism, and there is none. Zero. Zilch. It violates every law, every constant yep. of every known field of science, and it goes against every observation, discovery, and experiment that has ever been done. Yeah. All right? That's called data. Observation, discovery... There is no data ever that shows something can come from nothing. There is no data ever that shows that life can come from the intention. And so this book is a layman's argument on behalf of God. Um, but for the first time, it's actually also funny. Because my other two books, I wanted to be serious. I didn't want people to mistake something I said and go, oh, maybe that's hyperbole for the sake, for the sake of humor. But this, this book is funny, it's snarky, and it's right. When... When, the timeline, shall we find this book from Evan Sayet? Well, I, I, for the first time, 
decided to do it right. So I went out and I got myself a really good... Well, that's uh, good. Hey, Evan, Evan, that's good to know yeah. that you decided yeah. to, to <laughs> finally do a book right. Okay. Well, in, in the past, I was happy to self-publish right? because I had my own following. I knew it would do X plus. I was very good at getting my own publicity. Yeah. So I didn't really feel like giving away a whole bunch of it for, for the cachet of an imprimatur. Right. But this time, I'm getting, I, have a, I have a legitimate big-time agent. It's, Beautiful. Uh, Eric McTaxis is agent. It's, Beautiful. Um, uh, uh, Tim Tebow's agent, uh, and we're going out with it. This, first, you know, you, this time of year, you don't do anything. You kind of sit and wait. So we're sitting and waiting until January 1st. I have a question. Laurie Downey Jr. Yes. You left California, and where do you live now? What, what state <laughs> did you pick? I am um, searchlight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hanging, drink, drinking martinis with a rodent. He lives his searchlight now. I believe that in the parking lot. Evan, I've always had your back wherever you are. Yeah. So where am I going? <laughs> Indeed, you have, and you know what? Right now, I'm I'm just on the road because I can be. There's not. I love I love the road. Yeah, uh, you do. And the, it's a rough I do, road. I, I just I absolutely ever since I'm a kid, I've loved, and, and especially when I don't have to be somewhere tomorrow. Yeah, that's nice. Can, you yeah. pass through and LA so, at all? Um, not quite yet, but I certainly will once the book comes out. Okay, okay, okay. I love that. All right. So, so what, in the outer skirts somewhere. Well, he, uh, yeah. In answer to your question, when, when he f- when he fleed California uh, yeah. because he, because he's an intelligent man, he had enough. He he went. He, he found himself in Las Vegas, and then he found himself in the outskirts of uh, Dallas, Texas. I thought he was a Texan. Now, yeah, that's what I thought. So and then he found himself naked on your couch one night. No, that was years oh, ago. Okay. That was years ago. <laughs> but but that was this was this happened way after all of that. And by the way, ni- nice Love beaver. You. No, yes. I mean nice member. No, nice whatever. But, but but he found himself in uh, in Texas, and you know if there's one great thing that came from the midterms, it's that that Nevada. And I love the state of Nevada, Evan. The fact that Nevada has finally taken its place as a red state again. Didn't that make you happy? It did indeed. Here's the problem with Nevada for me. Yeah. Because I love Nevada. I Go say so Nevada. Yeah, it's Nevada. Nevada. Hey, hold on, Evan. Yeah, I, I know I know Nevada. you're a Long Island guy, but it's not Nevada. It's Nevada. We always said Nevada, Nevada. and Long Island. It's yep. Nevada. Yep. I know. Okay. Indeed. Please. Uh, here's the problem with it for me. Cause I love it. I've got more friends here. You, If you're a public speaker, as I am, you want to be in a state that has more than two cities eight hours apart. <laughs> yeah, that is tough. That is tough, ain't it? Yeah, I mean the the two hubs, Reno and Las Vegas, and that is that's quite a distance between the two. But indeed, but uh, indeed, that's why I'm that's why I'm doing a second show for the rest. <laughs> but yeah. I tell you, I tell you what, that is a great drive. I love that drive, man. It's beautiful. I do as well, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. But uh, you know, it used to be when I lived in L.A. and also in in in, in Dallas. Yeah. I can go out and do a small group, you know, a lunch, a women's lunch in about 75 people. They pay me a few hundred bucks. And they sell a few hundred bucks worth of books, and I'm home in 45 minutes. Right. You know, I used to do the Women's Federated of Woodland Hills, and then the next week the Women's Federated of Canoga Park. Right. And the next week the Women's Federated of Oxnard. And, you know, if I, if I make 500 to speak and I sell 500 bucks worth of books, yeah, that's a thousand bucks on a Tuesday. No, you're doing no, you're doing you're doing well, and you're you're a, a man 
of a principal who loves America. A couple questions before uh, we run out of time here. Plus, with, I, plus, I, plus, I find old conservative women hot. Okay. Wow. Uh, all right. Old women. So, you know, you know, it's a combination of yes. principles and being horny. Okay, listen, Evan. Okay. Say, Evan, say it. We only have a couple minutes here, so uh, two questions. Number one: Does does Trump really? Does he truly want to be president again? Because he certainly is not acting like he does. Well, except he didn't really act like he did the first time. Yeah. You know, I, I just... What he has to do, I don't think he's capable of doing. And listen, A, I love him. Yeah, me too. Um, I certainly love all of his policies. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that, that he sticks his thing. I love that he uses Olinsky tactics on them. Yeah, he does. Uh, right, all of the above. And, by the way, from a very selfish point of view, because if it's not Trump, it's a lot harder for me to get back into the White House. Uh-huh. Uh, I wrote I, I four speeches. I wrote four speeches for President Trump. Oh, that's nice. Nice. Yeah, because a, because a lot of his people were California people. Steve Bannon was a was a mm-hmm. was a Breitbart guy. That's right. You know, and so when they needed humorous speeches like the Al Smith dinner speech, they hired me. Yeah. That's not going to happen with DeSantis. He doesn't know who I am. Right. So from a purely selfish point, uh, I I want Trump, but yeah. he doesn't seem to be capable because his shtick is getting a little old. It is he's not oh, it capable is. of turning. He's not capable of turning that corner. It doesn't. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm hoping that he'll uh, he'll find his way. He okay. hit a dead end. Yeah. Well. Okay. One one uh, one last question. Uh, Bob Iger, uh, I, I had a little hope there in the beginning when he came back to Disney and maybe will help uh, Disney find its footing. And then he comes out on this big gun control friggin' rant. What is this Iger all about? Evan, say it. Well, let's put things in perspective. I mean, gun control is hugely important and whatnot, but it's better than the people he replaced. I mean, they they were promoting, you know, five-year-old transgenderism. Right. Uh, but so, why does yeah, but why but why does Iger feel like he has to screw himself by talking gun control when it has nothing to do with the, the machinations of fixing Disney? Because his wife goes to the oh, Whole Foods and oh, runs into yeah. some leftist somebody right. and yells at him. Yeah, God, that, that does happen. See, I know that from working for program directors. Damn, damn, I'm back. Working for program directors whose, whose wives would dictate. Oh. Son of a bitch! Whose wives would dictate a musical playlist. So I know how much power the female has in the life of of even the most important man. Uh, Evans, Evans, say it. But there's, there's no other explanation for my name is Michael, I have a nickel. All right? Yeah. There, there, there's no other explanation for how that song made it on the air except somebody's wife said, you better. Well, by, by the way, Michael, uh, God rest his soul, because little Michael is dead, but the singer of that song, Mr. Vegas, is still alive. How about that? And he was just a little kid at the time. All right. This, my friends, is my friend, Evan it. I love this guy. He loves America. He loves you if you love America. And his new tome, which it's only a working title, so punch in Evan it into Google or whatever you use to find what you're looking for. He's a good man. Evan it. thanks for spending time with us on Outlaw Radio, my friend.
Of course. Love you, Matt. Love you, Lori. Love you. Yeah. I, I do. I do. I do I love do. this guy. He's a good guy. And when he's talking about being in searchlights, watching rats, <laughs> you do know he's... I know what, searchlights. Yeah, and you know he's there. Oh, no. that He's watching rats. Pull, pull over. <laughs> All right. We'll be I this after him. back of the big dog on uh, YouTube. Punch in Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. Drinking, smoking, interrupting. Outlaw Radio. Outlaw, outlaw.